I, I said the, the quiz for you to download it, the quiz at, at three, but result that was at four, right? Because it's like a three. I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, but all of you, you, you took it, right? Because I was checking. Uh, the most common, the most common uh, complaint, or the most common thing, you know, uh, sign or that you see in a breast cancer is a, a tumor, right? Yeah. It's not a nipple discharge, because nipple discharge happens for a myriad of reasons, right? right. So this is the most common cause. The most, among, the, the, among all of these uh, options you had for <sighs> for the risk factor is what? For the risk factor, what is the correct answer? The age. Okay. Under 50, mm-mm. Because remember, every 10 years we have more risk, and more risk, and more risk. Late menarche, mm-mm. Early menarche, yes. Early menarche, yes. Okay? So what else? Another... Uh, acanthosis nitrogen. Oh, guys, you know this? Remember that everything is... Uh, uh, we are integrating everything now. Right. So it, uh, uh, the characteristic of the acanthosis nitrogens is there in the question. You don't, you don't even have to go farther and happens um, the characteristic of the patient as well. Diabetic, obese, ta, 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 okay? The characteristic of the lesion, velvety, you know, dark lesion. It's not complicated. I mean, the quiz was more than fair mm -hmm. and I mean, you read the book, listen the lectures, you have it, okay? So, any question about the quiz? Because I know you have a lot. How was GI this morning, guys? Good. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me. Because if you're happy, I'm happy. Of course. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> My happiness is complicated. And I can be twisted. Uh, anyways. Um, so, male genitalia, hernias, rectum, anus, and prostate. Why the hernias is over here? Because related to the, I mean, the, the indirect and direct hernias. In the case of inguinal canal. Okay, inguinal region or inguinal herniations. Bless you. I hope this is allergy. And the femoral hernia is much better to treat this here. So, uh, what we need to know... Oh, I, I need to do this? You can. Okay. So, what we need to understand, um, in order to understand the hernias at the level of can you send, please, a text to Professor Rivas telling him that I'm here and Chirin, she's welcome at any time, okay? Thank you so much, Claudia. Oh, so... You have the remote there, too, if you want. The remote. Whatever you want. Thank you. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, woo! I need to talk like this. <laughs> Movies. I don't know why people, you know, whisper in the movies. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyways, huh? Questions? It's a good question, right? Yeah, I wonder. 
because can you imagine the rock in one of the movies he was talking like this the rock come on <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the male anatomy first we don't have this right okay we don't have a pointer so Remember, we talk about the pelvic cavity. In the pelvic cavity, we have the end of the GI and the, the end of the GU, the genital urinary tract. Okay, guys, over there, Priscilla, you want to talk? You want to sit over here? Why not? Why not? Don't, don't, you don't need to answer me. Okay. So, make sure that you know the characteristic of the pelvic internal, I mean, um, uh, male, internal reproductive organs of the male. Uh, it's, a, it's a quite different because if we look at this diagram, this uh, cartoon, we're going to find the rectum, right, with the valve, and we're gonna find the anal canal, and we find over here the anus, right? So if we continue, all of this is part of the pelvic floor, right? Pelvic floor with the fascia, uh, all of this covering, surrounding the urinary bladder is visceral peritoneum, right? And this one over here is the vesicle or rectal vesicle sac or pouch. It's different than in the case of the women, right? We have the Douglas pouch. It's the uterine, uterine, rectal uterine sac, right? Or pouch. It's a cul de sac. And when we talk about the anatomy of the abdomen, abdominal pelvic cavity, we mention the gouters. Remember the gouters? The same thing we have in the house that direct the, the rain in, okay, the gouters. So if you have, if a patient is, is suffering from any, you know, uh, you, you can say leakage, of blood or, or let's say any fluid, any uh, a lymph or a phytic fluid or anything, they're gonna go depending where, but by gravity, fluid is gravity dependent, right? They're gonna go to these recess. Recess, cool the sac, okay, pouch, Okay, all of this is gonna go from the right, the left, and accumulating down there, right? So in the case of appendicitis, that's why one of the, one of the parts of the physical exam, no, no, most likely nowadays, right? Is the rectal exam, right? Because you're gonna, the rectal exam is gonna be painful not because when you enter across the external sphincter, it's be because the pain is caused by the irritation of the parietal peritoneum when you're pushing this sac in the back. Why? Because the parietal peritoneum contains pulse, and pulse is, is one of the irritants, you know? is one of these substances that can irritate the peritoneum. Peritoneum is easily irritable. So if the urinary bladder bursts, this is no good news, no good news at all. And uh, the urine is gonna go where? To the pouch over there, right? Even can, depending, can decollate, can separate the tissues and depending where the rupture is, if you see one of the urethra, for example, we have in the case of male, the urethra is very long. In the case of female, the urethra is short and it's wide. That's why the risk of urinary tract infection 
that happens more in female than male. Urinary tract infection in male, when we talk about tender ages in a baby, okay, it has to do with the posterior urethral valve. Posterior urethral valve that keep the urine over there, and that's why turn into a urinary tract infection. If you get rid of your body fluids, learn this, you're okay. If you keep your body fluids, these fluids turn infected dice. Okay? Think about the, the I mean, uh, prostate enlargement. Okay? Prostate gland that is located inferiorly to the urinary bladder. Prostate gland enlargement is gonna stop the normal pass of the urine from the urinary bladder into the membranous urethra. Okay, urinary bladder, then we have the prostatic urethra, then we have the membranous urethra. That is the you can say this area over here is the narrower point of male urethra. Okay? Over here. This tiny pass over here. Okay? So, can you imagine this prostate gland enlarge? What is going to happen to the urethra at this point? Collapse. Right? It's going to be mm, and the urine is going to be trapped in the urinary bladder. Talking about this, a senior citizen driving uh, the car with a uh, full urinary bladder and going into a car crash with the bad luck of urinary bladder burst is an uh, emergency because urine, free urine in the abdominal cavity is worse than fecal matter. Okay, learn this for the one that like uh, ER a lot. Okay? That's why we need to empty the bladder before we're gonna uh, drive. Okay, because your, your life is at risk, guys. Uh, those are things that medicine teach you along the years, okay? Uh, because they are too scientists, uh, too scientists to scientific to to write down these normal things in the books. But you learn this during the years. So look at this um, um, visceral peritoneum covering the urinary bladder. Urinary bladder, we know that is essentially muscular organ, and inside we're gonna have what type of epithelium? Transitional epithelium. When the urinary bladder is empty, this transitional epithelium is flat, okay? When the, sorry, is globulose. When the urinary bladder is full, the epithelium is stretched out, so it's gonna be flat. Okay, so this is the urinary bladder. How much of urine we're gonna uh, hold in the urinary bladder? It depends, the female, male, 1.5 liter, 500 milliliter, 800 milliliter, 900 milliliter, depends, okay? So if we continue, we see the detrusor muscle. Detrusor muscle, smooth muscle innervated by whom? By two systems. Huh? Autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic, parasympathetic, sympathetic, is going to relax the detrusor muscle, avoiding the micturition, but parasympathetic is stimulating the micturition by contracting the detrusor muscle. In the case of male, we have internal sphincter, of the bladder and external sphincter of the uh, urinary bladder, two sphincters. In, in cases like, uh, let's say comorbidities, a patient with, that suffer from diabetes mellitus, 
For example, we're going to have a damage of the autonomic nervous system, and this is known as a dysautonomia, right? Remember the gastroparesis, the, the dilatation of the intestine without no sense, without any uh, reason or something, or uh, this, uh, you know, problem with uh, sending the fecal bolus into the next structure or the food, the kind from the stomach into the duodenum and so, this is more of the same. So, if this uh, sphincter is damaged during the ejaculation, because this one we have here, you see this, is an ejaculatory duct. Okay, that comes from this structure over here that are seminal vesicles, okay? They're gonna go together, make the common ejaculatory duct, and the sperm mass is gonna be empty into the prostatic urethra for going out across the membranos and then the spongy urethra or pineal urethra. That is the longest one, this one, right? So, in the case of diabetic patient, not all of them, you can see a retrograde ejaculation. This spermatic mass is gonna go into the bladder, okay? It's one of the causes of infertility uh, in a diabetic male. Um, prostatic gland with the ejaculatory dog, ejaculatory dog that is coming after and rich from the semen. Semen is the substance, okay, secreted by the seminal vesicles. Okay? Come here. Diabetic patient? In cause of infertility, retrograde ejaculation. Okay, the spermatic mass goes, goes into the urinary bladder. No good. Okay? So let me uh, stop in here, guys. And, uh, not in here. And let the children talk about something. Yeah, because sometimes I, like a I speak loud. So, uh, we were talking about the urinary bladder, the prostate. Remember, uh, all of these parts are inside the pelvic cavity, okay? In the pelvic cavity. Abdominal pelvic cavity, pelvic cavity. We have all of this is parietal peritoneum, you see this one, this white line over here, parietal peritoneum, okay? So, uh, bladder, we were talking about the benign hyper, hyperplasia, uh, prostatic hyperplasia, we talk about the, the seminal vesicle secreting seminal fluid or semen, so, in a patient that has a vasectomy, vasectomy is cutting out the continuity of the, of the vas deference. Vas deference is one of the content of the spermatic cord. Over here we have the spermatic cord. The spermatic cord that contains the pampiniform plexus. Pampiniform plexus formed by veins, anastomosis one to each other, and of course we have the gonad artery, the testicular artery that is one of the pair arising from the one aorta artery. Remember the gonadal arteries? Uh, we have the celiac trunk, then we have the renal, right? 
the renal, then we have the gonads one, okay, for the testes. So pampiniform plexus that is so important for us to understand because the dilatation of the veins are the one that cause what? Varicose seal. Varicose seal. Okay, so uh, then uh, finish, let's finish the urethra. Okay? The sponge, the um, prostatic urethra, then we have the membranose urethra. It's a tiny little one over here. Let me... Uh, Oh. Okay, it's this piece over here, right? Right? Over here. Membranose urethra. This is a cartoon. Okay? Prostatic urethra, membranose urethra, and pineal or spongy urethra. Spongy because it's surrounded by the corpus spongiosum that keep the urethra open during micturition and during ejaculation, not at the same time. Okay? Not at the same time. Okay? So, uh, this urethra is the longest one, finished in the meatus at the tip of the glans penis. Okay? Meatus. So, if we think about the, the other structures that belong to the GU, genital urinary, but urinary tract, okay, we need to mention this over here, right? What is this? Nice. Ureter. Okay, and this one is going to be which one? The vast difference. Okay? The vast difference. That is going to cross by the ureter in the posterior part of the urinary bladder. Okay? Connect to the seminal vesicle. Common ejaculatory duct. And from there, go to uh, and, and uh, place the content into the uh, ejaculatory duct across the across the prostatic gland. Yes? Those muscles? Um, what muscles? The, 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 the right in the bladder and the vest, right in the vest, that's right there. They can't, they can't, one of us to be always um, contracted, right? Because it's how they can't eject. You mean the vast difference? The, the muscle that, that needs to, uh, which one? Right, right in the bladder. No, no. Right, 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 right. The detrusor muscle? It, 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 it can be both. Um, the smooth muscle, the internal sphincter, skeletal muscle, the external sphincter of the, ureter, of the uh, urinary bladder. Skeletal muscle, external. Okay. And internal is smooth muscle. Is that, is that why you can't adjust me and urinate at the same time? Mm. No, you cannot do it at the same time. Yes, because it's going to close during ejaculation, permitting the ejaculation going out. Okay? And it's going to open during urination. That's why in diabetic patient, this feature is damaged. Okay? Because the autonomic damage, the dysautonomia, that's why. Yes. Yes. Close and avoid the urine passing through during ejaculation. So, the, we don't see here, but we have a paraurethra glands that cleans the urethra from the acidic, acidity uh, of the urine because the sperm mass, remember, is highly alkaline. Okay? And then uh, from the prostate, the prostatic, the prostatic fluid is going to join as well the spermatic mass, feeding the spermatic mass, giving more bicarbonate to the spermatic mass, okay? 
So uh, around here, we have the pudendum nerve. What happened is in the prostatectomy, the total prostatectomy, normally this pudendal nerve is damaged because it's, it's too much, the surgery. It's very difficult to avoid touching the nerve. So something happened about, you know, erectile dysfunction. But it's incredible how the Medicare and some other things cover the, the pump, the famous pump, and doesn't want to cover the things for women. It's, it's anyways, crazy. And Sigenafil is covered for Medicare as well. Don't take, don't take that if you're taking uh, hypotensive medication, right? Okay, they are passing and say that. Okay, don't take that. So guys, uh, as you see, it depends the urethra, the penile urethra, uh, uh, long, how long is that? It depends the size of these kind of things. Okay, so if we continue, we can see the GI final as we talk, and uh, we have the, the smooth muscle and the skeletal muscle in the anal sphincter. This is the raft over here, okay, the perineum. Uh, this is the pubic bone, uh, fatty tissue or dysfascia. If we have a rupture of the urethra, depending where the urethra is ruptured, you're gonna see how the urine is, is going to separate the tissue and be there, right? Even go to the stratum down down here. Okay, it depending when when we have a rupture of the urethra. Uh, if we continue, remember for the internal uh, reproductive, we have the seminal vesicle, we have the prostate gland, we have the vas deferens ejaculatory duct, all of these, and then. Uh, the penis, the primary sexual uh, organ that are the testes, from where you're gonna have from the lady cells, the production of testosterone, testosterone under the influence of LH, luteinizing hormone. And we have the seminiferous tubules. They are the responsible for the production of sperm, right? under the influence of follicular stimulating hormone, ECBC, okay? Are we good? Yes. Beautiful. So testis is having a, a covering up of uh, tunica vaginalis, tunica albuginia. The hernia, this herniation, the indirect hernia is mainly formed when reminiscence of the tunica vaginalis stay in the inguinal canal, keeping the inguinal canal open. So indirect hernia, we're gonna talk about this later or tomorrow, okay? Those are congenital one, okay? Congenital, indirect hernia. Part of the content of the abdomen is able to pass from the inner ring across the inguinal canal into the scrotum. The scrotum is the sac that protects the, the testes. And as I told you the other day, the testes, they, they are formed under the influence of under the hormonal influence they are formed by the metanephros in the abdomen and they're going to find the, their way into the scrotum following the gubernaculum. Gubernaculum that are going to anchor the testes in the scrotum. Scrotum, they have seven layers. We are not going to go over there, okay? Seven layers. And we have a muscle over there that is known as a cremaster. Okay, cremaster muscle that is going to contract and elevate the testes 
getting or taking the testes close to the abdomen during stress, during fighting, for example, during uh, sexual intercourse, during the very low temperatures, okay? Sometimes what happens is the spermatic cord is gonna twist, right? And this happened mainly in children and teenagers. Some, you can see this, some, some uh, testicular torsion in adulthood. And by the embryological formation, the pain is gonna be located at the hypogastrium. Okay, the referred pain, hypogastrium. And at this point, one of the things that you need to put in your mind is that cremaster resulted paralyzed when you're gonna check the cremaster. How are you gonna check the cremaster reflex? In the inner part of the thigh, with your, the back part of the hammer, the reflex hammer, you're gonna go up and down, okay, in a line, and you're gonna see how the cremaster is gonna pull off the, the sprung. Not the testis, the sprung is the one that is gonna be pulling out, okay? So, in the case of torsion, what happened? You see all of these pompiniform plexus and the testicular artery, all of this is gonna be twisted. What is happening here? Emily, what do you think is happening here? I'm sorry, I didn't Of course. Priscilla? Good. Guys, what do you think is happening when we have this uh, testicular torsion? We, got, we have ischemia in the area. Very good. And of course, this reflex is abolished, guys. From all of these, this is what you need to cram. Okay? But you need to know why. Okay, you need to know why. So you have ischemic testes, that this testing needs to be taken care of right away, because if not, you're gonna lose it. It is an itchy gland. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, you need to solve this, surgically speaking. Some people know because, and some questions that you can find even in your cards for the, uh, the cards that I gave you, <laughs> these cards. I don't want you to deviate for the proper questions, okay? But these cards are good. Is clockwise or counterclockwise? Have you ever seen this card? You have around. Uh, normally counterclockwise. And they're gonna try to, don't do that. Don't do that praxis because the pain is huge. So normally you're gonna do an ultrasound, know that the problem is happening there. Sometimes you can, uh, urologists that are very expert in that area, they can do something or you do surgically, quickly. This is testicular torsion. The other thing you need to be aware of is the cryptorchidism. Cryptorchidism, crypta, what is this? It's a hidden, you don't see one of the testes. Okay? Monorchidism, only one. And the other, you don't find it. Sometimes during cryptorchidism at the physical exam, you can find these testes justice in the inguinal canal. Okay? Surgery, surgery to replace or, yeah, place the testes in the proper, uh, you know, area that is the scrotum. All of this you're gonna have in your urology, la 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 la. Oh, professor, it's only one slide. Yes, but this is a lot to talk about one slide. Another thing we need to know is that, do you remember these seminiferous tubuli from where the, the, the sperm is produced? Okay, 
They're going to continue. Send me Nifilus Jubilee. Let me see if I have. Uh, let me see. I don't think I have that. But anyways, I'm going to tell you that. These seminiferous tubules, they're going to finish in the rete testis. In the rete testis, in where these uh, spermatozoa are going to get a little bit mature. And then they're going to pass into the head of the epididymine. Head of epididymine that is going to continue in the body of epididymine, that is going to continue in the tail of epididymine from where we have the arising of the vast difference. Got it? So, if you cut the vast difference, this is known as a vasectomy. Vas, vasectomy, you're gonna cut it out. It's possible to, yeah, reconnect, it's possible. It's possible to reconnect. It depends what is your intention, but it's much better of a vasectomy than uh, a tubal ligation, because tubal ligation is an internal surgery. A vasectomy is an external surgery. It's a minor surgery, for God's sake. It's a minor surgery. You go to the urologist and three straws. A little bit of ice, and you're good to go. Okay, so. After a vasectomy, what is the content of the ejaculation? Semen or sperm? Semen. 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 Because your seminal vesicle continue, and you, you're going to have semen together with the prostatic secretions in the ejaculation. But no sperms. Este niño es tuyo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I got three straws like uh, a year ago. I don't have uh, 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 uh. This pregnancy is no mine. Okay? So, this kind of thing. So, you have four children, five children, and you love your wife. Come on, guys. You're going to make her to do the tubal ligation? Or you're going to go and have a, a vasectomy. You go and have a vasectomy. <laughs> you know how many, it's a high risk, tubal ligations. It's a lot of risks. And one is the worst risk, recanalization of the fallopian tube. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, let's talk about, the, oh, we have here more, the cremaster muscle. You see the cremaster over here? Beautiful. The same layers, these layers that we have in the abdomen are gonna make the beautiful inguinal canal, we're gonna go there. Those are seminiferous tubuli. If you cut them in a transverse cut, you're gonna have the immature cells here. Uh, a little bit more adult here. A little bit adult here, a little bit more adult here, more, 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 and they're gonna go together to the red testes, and from there to the head of the epididymis, the body and the body and and the mass difference. Okay, so this is the thing. The head, the body, and the vast <coughs> difference. So blood vessels, nerve, in this spermatic cord, we have nerves, we have pampiniform plexus, we have the testicular arteries, okay, and the spermatic cord, and the vast difference, okay? Now, another thing that is so important, you see the tunica vaginalis and the tunica albuginea. Tunica vaginalis, and this is a cavity of the, remember the pleura, the pericardium, blah, 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 okay. Tunica vaginalis has a parietal and a visceral layer. 
tunica vaginalis visceral layer is the one secreting a certain amount of fluid that is going to go in this space, in this cavity of the tunica vaginalis. Um, tunica, oh my God. Yes, lubricating the testes because you walk, right? And they're hanging there, they're moving, and so what happened? Mm. Sometimes, all I hear, we have too much production, too much production of fluid. And uh, you see, one of the sprotum is going to grow up a lot. Okay? This is known as a hydrocele. Hydrocele. It's a very, very easy surgery. Even some people they do with the local uh, anesthesia. It's eversion of the tunica vaginalis, the part that is the, the visceral part. You have the eversion of this, no more production of fluid. No more scrotum like this. How you know that? Trans, you, you do transillumination, and you're going to see a red globus over there. Transillumination. Okay, place a light behind. You're going to see this in the models we have here. And you see a big red globus over there. Okay? Another thing is, remember, the dilatation of the veins in the pampiniform testes, okay? Pampiniform vessels, okay? That is giving uh, this uh, varicose seal. Varicose seal, different techniques. What is the objective? Take away the veins, the dilated veins, the viruses, removing the viruses. Is one of the cause of, again, is one of the cause of uh, infertility. Why is that? Because we talk about the temperature testis needs two degrees less, bless you, than you have in your body. If it's too, too hot, the production of sperm is damaged if it's too cold as well. So it's much better over there hanging outside and all of this. If you have a dilated vessels, what happened to the temperature in that testis? That tes testicle is gonna increase. So this is bad for the fertilization. It's one of another question you can have. Not only in my quiz, but in everything. Okay? So here you go. Uh, the penis, muscular organ, the shaft is, uh, is having three columns of vascular erectile tissue. What are the three of them? The corpus spongiosum surrounding the pineal or spongy urethra and the corpora cavernosa. Corpora cavernosa. It's a special erectile tissue. And in female, this tissue is located surrounding the introito vaginalis and in the clitoris. This is a kind of erectile tissue. Okay? So the urethra meatus is normal when it's located at the tip of the gland penis. Is abnormal when it's located. This is the ventral part of the penis, and this is the dorsal part of the penis. So you see the dorsal vein here. Okay, dorsal vein. This is the dorsal part, this is the ventral part. In the case of abnormal location of the urethral meatus, we have that instead of being at the tip of the glans penis, is at the ventral part, over here, or even more, over here. 
even more over here over here all the way very close to the pelvis the worst the surgery the worst you know the prognosis okay but could be repotable as well okay this can be uh, you know you can make this uh, proper this is known as a hypospadia hypospadia now this is the dorsal part right if the meatus is going to be located at the dorsal part this is known as a epispedia epispedia is a ectopic abnormal location of the urethral meatus all of this is terminology all of this is important for you to know okay the corpora cavernosa is highly highly vascular highly vascular those are the dorsal nerves of the shaft of the penis okay the circumflex veins circumflex because it's surrounding the whole penis okay this is the corpus pongiosum surrounding the urethra in the center this is the dartos fascia the books fascia all of these fascias come in from the different layers of the abdominal wall as well as the different layers of the scrotum okay and this is the septum okay the spermatic cord again testicular artery ductus deferens or vas deferens pampiniform plexus all of these veins epididymitis another important thing epididymitis infection inflammation very painful that is in the bad part in the uh, posterior part of the testes sometimes it's inflamed and it's very very tender bacterial infection where have you been you know anyways um, the skin surrounding the 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 glands penis is known as a prepuce okay prepuce that is surrounding as well the clitoris the glands clitoris so prepuce is present in both uh cremaster we talk about the cremaster the dartos the the skin of the scrotum um, it's a very characteristic skin remember it can be uh can go up contract okay corrugated has um of course sebaceous glands okay and here so um what else okay the tunica vaginalis uh the scrotum layers look at this the skin the dartal fascia the external spermatic fascia the cremaster muscle the cremastetic fascia the internal spermatic fascia over here then the tunica vaginalis, the parietal layer, and the visceral layer of the tunica vaginalis. A lot of layers. What is the layer that is affected during the hydrocele? Huh? The visceral layer of tunica vaginalis is the one, right? Mm -hmm. What is the plexus that is affected during dilatation of these veins? And at palpation, is like a warm a bag of worms this is a varicose seal a male can have a varicose seal with the hydro seal at the same time of course okay normally varicose seals are seen mainly in the left testes first 
I'm not telling you that cannot coexist with the varicose seal on the, on the right testes. And by God, <laughs> the right testis is the one to descend the first. Don't ask me why. And then we have the left, and the left is located more lowerly. You males, you, you can see this, or you know this. The left is a little bit lowerly. Okay? Any comment? Andrea, any experience? <laughs> Okay. Okay, guys. Mainly seen in the left first. And then you're going to do the ligature of these uh, varicose veins to permit this uh, man to have, you know, descendants. Okay, this is a serious thing. Oh, another thing that can coexist and it's important, it's an indirect hernia. Indirect hernia. Okay, so remember, cremaster muscle is the one that helps. When, when it's very hard, the cremaster is gonna be relaxed, very relaxed, permitting the scrotum to dilate and the testes go away from the temperature of the body. Okay? You know this. Uh, during fight, remember, because it's another question you can have. Um, what happened in baseball, in, in uh, boxing, what do they wear? Uh, protectors. Right? Uh, it's, it's important to wear a protector, but anyways, they are protecting itself. They go up. Okay? Then they go up, the testes, the scrotum, the cremaster contract, and uh, place the testes closer to the abdomen when arousal, sexual arousal, when stress like in fighting, like in fear, like in freeze condition. Not freeze as in temperature, but sometimes that you, you don't know what to do as well. During exams, I'm not telling you to go and, and see, but you can feel it, okay? All of this, stress. When the cremaster stop from working, testicular torsion. Hmm? So, of course, there is no nerve innervating the cremaster at this point. Make sense? Okay. So, prostate gland or anatomy of the anus and prostate. So, this is the valve of Houston, the one that separates the, the fecal bolus from the gas. Sometimes it's not very effective. Okay. And what you can palpate in the, when you perform a rectal exam in prostate gland? You palpate the lateral lobes, and you can palpate the median sulcus. How is the texture of the prostate gland? The texture is smooth, like palpating a walnut, you know? And a walnut, you know why? Because in a walnut we have a septum in the center. And you can place a walnut under the silicon piece of uh, thing and pop it with your fingers, you're gonna feel it. Okay, so the borders needs to be regular, okay? And renitent in consistency. Okay, rubbery inconsistency. No good, you don't find a limit. Or hardening of the prostate. How many centimeters? 1.5? How, how much was that? I don't remember. I mean, remember what I told you about to measure your finger pad? 
have this in mind because you don't have your eyes there. You, you cannot see the color of the prostate. You only can describe huh, the surface, the borders, and if the septum is still there, sometimes it's huge, in, as in the benign hyperplasia. Okay, benign hyper, uh, prostatic hyperplasia. It's huge. That's why it's so good to know. If we have one finger pad, maybe it's 1.5 or two, okay? So, in the case of the rectum, we have the internal anal sphincter made up of smooth muscle and the external anal sphincter made up of skeletal muscle. Here we have the pectinate line, anal rectal junction, anal canal over here, anal rectal junction. And this is very important because what we have showing out in the case of varicose veins, those are external hemorrhoids that you can see, okay? You can see when you are doing the inspection of the anus, but uh, um, um, I mean superiorly to the pectinate line, those are the internal hemorrhoids. They are not gonna go down. You don't see them, but they can bleed. Understand? They can bleed. Another abnormality at the time of ejaculation is hemospermia. That is the presence of blood in the ejaculatory content. Sometimes is, I don't know why. You can study the patient, study the patient. You don't know why you have blood in the, some of the time is uh, any process that is growing up along the way. Could be in the urethra, or could be in the testes, or could be at the level of the prostate gland. Okay? Hemospermia. Okay? Anospermia, absence of sperm. Clean a filter. What is that? Clean a filter. Hypogonadism. Hypogonadism. No sperm. Not enough stimulation over there, right? What about the stimulation of the production of testosterone? is low as well, right? Clean a filter. These people are uh, tall, they have a wide hips. I mean, you are in, in this now, right? In the hypogonadism and uh, super male, all of these things, right? Anyways, uh, what else we need to know? Remember the constipation, I mean the constipation with the anal situation, okay, that you cannot deliver the fecal bolus because maybe this senior citizen failed and damaged what part? Who tell me? No. No, not the sphincter, but the innervation of the sphincter. I want you to tell me from where could be the damage. And let's say this person is having constipation as well as um, global, I mean, uh, uh, vesical globus. Vesical globus, I mean, that means uh, overflow, urinary bladder, and constipation. What happened? Yes, the second part of the 
of the parasympathetic nervous system was damaged. Okay, you need to think about this. Okay? Because all the, all the wise is going to be what? Oh, this happened, we have constipation, uh, because parasympathetic is not working, sympathetic takes the command, then this is uh, very hard, right? So, yes? Can men get rectus as well? Sorry? Can men get rectus as well? Um, they can get um, prolapse of the rectum. Prolapse of the rectum. Yes? Rectal prolapse. We can have everything. They can have rectal prolapse. Okay? Uh, okay, guys. We're finishing here. We continue tomorrow, three to five, right? Yeah. Three to five tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow. We finish at twelve. What? <laughs> <laughs> we finish at twelve. We finish at twelve. I'm sure you have. Tomorrow you have a conference or something. Oh, it's the next. Okay. So let me um let me uh let me do this very quick. Or you can you can read yourself and prepare yourself for the lab tomorrow. Okay. Okay. With this in mind, what are we gonna do tomorrow? Okay. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. <laughs> We're gonna check the, this is the um, testicular self-examination. I hope you do that. Um, yeah, we talked about this. Uh, there is a lot of uh, actor situations over here. Um, oh, another thing that is very important. You see the prepuce that looks like a oh, oh, prepuce, no. Parafimosis, what is that? Um, you know, parafimosis. I mean, phimosis is the location of the prepuce over the glands without possibilities of retracting the prepuce back. You cannot retract the prepuce. Can you imagine you're 30, 40, and you have prepuce over the glands without never ever see your glands? No good. And on top of this, the balano prepucia sulcus is going to be filled with smegma. Smegma is a cheesy um, secretion that is trapped. Of course, we have a plenty of bacteria growing up there. A prepuce that doesn't move as well. And this person is going around having sexual intercourse and all of this. It's going to be you know, as well affected by viral infection. And, you know, HPV is one of those, and passing this to other persons. Okay? So, uh, phimosis is that. Phimosis is for skin or the prepuce that never or cannot be retracted, and you don't see the gland spinning. What do you recommend? Circumcision. Okay? Surgical circumcision. And you're going to permit the glands to be free of the skin. And it's against the... Oh, another thing that is a high risk is the cancer of the glands penis when the prepuce continue being there. This is terrible. Okay? And when it's a cancer of the glands penis, you need... You need to cut it out. Okay? Another thing is the parafimosis. Remember that phimosis? You pull it back, you cannot move it uh, forward or reposition back. Okay? So it's going to strangle the glands penis. What is going to happen? Purple glands penis. It's chemical penis if you don't run, and it's, it's very painful. 
is very painful. So you need to do uh, as well a circumcision. Parafimosis. Parafimosis. This one. Uh, palpation in the back. We have the epididymine. The testes need to be rubber in uh, on palpation. Um, inflammation of the testes and painful condition of the testes is known as a orchitis. Orchiepididymitis is inflammation of the testes together with the epididymitis. Orchiepididymitis is almost always bacterium, okay? Inflammation and pain. Cryptorchidism, and this is a good one. Some other is inside the abdomen. If it's in the abdomen or along the inguinal canal, needs to be removed because it's a high percentage of these testes turn into a malignant. So you don't want that, okay? Um, testicular edema could be because hypoperfusion, you can see this, for example, in uh, liver cirrhosis, how this fluid is gonna go down and Okay, so we are not going to do compression, anything. Why? Because already the, the blood perfusion, because this amount of fluid is already compromised. So you need to wait till this uh, That's painful, right? finish. What? That's painful, right? It's painful, yeah. Oh, this is what? You know this? Hydrocele. Okay, hydrocele. How are you gonna know this? Transillumination. Okay, this is the the place. Is anteriorly. You you see this, right? Uh, Epididymitis. Spermatocele. Spermatocele is another, you know, inflammation at the level of the. Uh, epididymine and then we're gonna do of course uh, we'll continue next week I'm gonna send you the the rubric guys for you to go over read the book please okay go over the rectal exam testicular examination all the steps for the examination of the pineal shaft and all of this Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome.